superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Uh-oh! This is the Rich Eisen Show. Uh-oh! Uh-oh! Have you ever been that hot? In Las Vegas. Not that hot. Uh, probably why I'm going somewhere else. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Devontae Adams was asked in his Twitter, where is Aaron Rodgers' neighborhood next year? And he wrote, mine. Today's guests, host to Peacock's Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio. Texans head coach, D'Amico Ryan. Comedian and former Minnesota Senator, Al Franken. Now, it's Rich Eisen. That's right. We're all over the map here on this Friday before Pro Bowl weekend. Yes, it's the Pro Bowl weekend hey. where wide receivers are catching water balloons. <laughs> and uh, and it's actually, it's a lot of fun watching these Pro Bowl games. Uh, we've got ourselves a fun Friday show here. Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, joining us in about 20 minutes' time. D'Amico Ryans, he's the new head coach of the Houston Texans, middle of the second hour, Al Franken. Um, we're, we, we are putting partisan talk aside, folks, okay? We're going to be talking comedy, Saturday Night Live. This is the guy who used to be Stuart Smalley and, uh, and uh, uh, handled baggage with uh, Clarence Beeks as, uh, in a gorilla suit uh, <laughs> once upon a time on Trading Places. So there'll be lots of uh, fun talk uh, with the uh, Minnesota Vikings fan and hour number three. And then there's you at 844-204-RICH being the number to dial here on this show. Chris Brockman, I'm, I, I hope to do you proud later on um, well i've i've got a power rankings list all right and it's the power rankings uh of tom brady's 10 best moments of his stellar career only just 10 that's what a power (laughs) ranking is right yeah there's been so many and you got to leave on some on the floor and 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 um i think i think i've got it one that's probably not on it, it, but it was a game that I was at. Which is Remember it? Remember when he juked Erlocker on like a oh. Sunday night football back in 06? That did not make the list. I was at that game. You were at that game. Yeah. They must have lost then. No, Brady even overcame your power of the cooler. Wow. Is that what it was? Wow. Much. I was at the five touchdown game in Buffalo in 07, all right? There was no losing well, that season. Well, there was no losing that season. No. There was no losing that season. By the way, it's 15 years ago today, the helmet catch that actually hung the first loss of the season on the New England Patriots that day in the Super Bowl. I know. Where's Sky Judge then? Good to see you, DJ Mikey D is in D's nuts. That was actually a catch. Where was was Sky Judge to what? No, Sky Judge for all the holdings. Oh, I see what you're saying. Or I thought, (laughs) where was Sky Cam for Eli's ball to hit the wire? (laughs) good to see over there tj jefferson how are you in the corner sir i mean i was at that tyree catch game i was too you know i I didn't want to be there because i was mad the cowboys didn't make it to the super bowl but i was there Susie was there you know else was there xander was there because she was uh, pregnant with xander right at that game she was baking them she was indeed (laughs) we were all there how about we were all that? there. And we didn't even know each other. And we're going back there. Yeah. By the way, it's Arizona. Going That's back. what took place. Is that a full circle moment? I, I guess yeah. it is. Yeah. Look at us. Okay. I Look guess it us. is. And Brady might be going back there as part of the broadcast team if How he shows that? up. Right. So that's later on. We just all need Tyree together. to come. We need Tyree to come. Uh, <laughs> I, I think he, he's not invited, according to you, uh, 
Chris, you don't want to see him or Here's his helmet? Dave Terry went to Syracuse, and I used to see oh. that dude all the time in the cafeteria. Are you serious? Yeah. I didn't know that. We were classmates. Yeah. So that's why he's not so that's upset. That's why I'm not like that mad, because it was like cool for him. Did you bust his tray for him once? Nah, we shared a taco one. Okay. <laughs> you mean he ate half and you finished it? Or? I don't know. I'm just married. Okay. <laughs> Very good. But he, but he is an orange man. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Mike Flora is going to join us with everything else that we're still waiting to hear for a hire in Arizona, a hire in Indianapolis. What is going on? Uh, are they waiting for somebody to be done with the with the Super Bowl? Could they possibly be targeting somebody on the the staffs of Kansas City or or Philadelphia? So we'll talk with him about that and everything else going on in the National Football League. Eight four four two zero four rich being the number to dial here today. I, I do want to start with the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I I mean, we're not talking about them really. Well, I mean, look, they don't have Mahomes on the team. They got the next best thing. I do agree. <laughs> so far, in 2021 and 2022, well, 21 is when he began to start to ascend. Yeah, this year he's been amazing. He's, he's, been, he's been a breakout star in yeah, Jalen Hurts. Absolutely. And, um, and as you know, the Philadelphia fans and the Philadelphia players are looking for any reason to put the dog masks back on. Mm-hmm. like they did in their championship year with Nick Foles when they were the one seed. They hosted every NFC playoff game that they could, and they made the Super Bowl, and they were taking on the Patriots. And Tom Brady, and outside of Joe Burrow's style of play and cool demeanor, Mahomes is the hot quarterback of the moment, the first ballot Hall of Fame, future Hall of Fame player, that we're seeing play and and has the accolades in the AFC that that mirror Brady's in terms of consecutive AFC title game appearances and now Super Bowl appearances. This will be his third. This will be his third. He's looking for his second Super Bowl. And so put it all together, any sign of disrespect that the Eagles might feel or hear will, I think, land on sensitive ears and then be absorbed and then used for motivation. That's why my friends at Good Morning Football got a soundbite that I think will be played quite a bit next week. And they got it from a kid named Julian Love of the New York Giants. You're like, why would a giant be talking? That's true. About the Eagles. Here's what Julian Love had to say. The first voice you hear is uh, our friend of the program, Kyle Brandt, asking Julian Love about the team that curb stomped them out of the divisional round of the playoffs. What do you make of Sirianni's act, that kind of coach, the sort of screamer coach, the intense kind of guy? You like that? Uh, I don't know if I like it, but I, I respect it, I guess. Um, you know, he's a guy who really is doing a good job because he's not getting his in the way of his team. He has an experienced roster uh, from top to bottom, offense, defense. You see this stuff, though? Like, what's your reaction as a player and that guy's doing that? I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it at all. I mean, he's, he's in for a free ride right now. You guys can coach this team and they can succeed. <laughs> That's how a bulletin board right there. I mean, come on. You might not be suited up for the Eagles anytime soon, but that's okay. There's 31 other teams. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. See, the, the, now you could chalk it up to the good morning football yeah, crowd kind of laughing it out, and, they, and he's trying to be funny. And the, the video that they were showing him at the time was the Sirianni video during the total beatdown of the Giants of him 
sort of nodding his head at the camera, right. you know, and mugging for the camera and having his fun and, yeah. and, 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 and talking the talk because the walking of the walk, I mean, you can't even call it, I guess it's the, what the, 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 the stampeding of the yeah. stampede, yeah, exactly. you know, I mean, that, that's what they did to the Giants. So you could, you could obviously chalk it up to that. So then why would Julian Love take to Twitter hours later and double down on it? Oh, no, really? I'm not wrong. Oh, come on. It's a player's league, and Philly has dogs in the roster top to bottom. It's no mystery why they're in this position, says the safety of the Giants. Everyone would have given him a pass because the video was just like, oh, ha, 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 ha. To put it in black and white, come on, bro. They have a great team. No doubt. But let's not forget, when Sirianni first showed up, did you, you know we had our fun with it here. Because his first press conference, he looked like a deer in headlights, and he didn't look anything like the guy that he's turned into. Or, by the way, probably was and needed to find or be comfortable in his own skin as the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. Did you hear that Sirianni played video of that first flop sweat Mike Del Tufo weather report type press (laughs) conference that he had? Did you know that he showed it to the Eagles to show that just like he's preaching to them, he had things to learn and get better at, too? Really? Yes. I'm watching it right now. If, he, look, if, he looks if, terrible. If you recall, he also was the one last year when we were still talking about, and this is why Jalen Hurts is like, I, I don't know if some people around here wanted me drafted. I know I'm paraphrasing what he said. When he showed up in a Jalen Hurts t-shirt, mm-hmm. was significant. Because a lot of folks were like, okay, you know, Hertz was drafted second round, and, you know, they reluctantly turned to him because Wentz proved to be finally unusable enough that, that Peterson finally turned to him, and he started balling out, and they yanked him out of a game in front of the whole country that the Giants needed him to win so they could make the playoffs instead of the Washington Commanders. And, um, you know... He showed up that year with a lot of folks wondering, is Sirianni really going to use him? Does he really want him? What's he going to do? And he showed up in a Hurts t-shirt. The whole watering and fertilizing stuff that we also had a little bit of fun with. They've hardly lost a game since he said that. (laughs) That's true. Okay? And the swagger that they play with, sure, it comes from within and their their supreme ability. It's got to come from the coach, don't you think? I don't look at the Philadelphia Eagles as the team that you just roll the footballs out for. I mean, this they're playing terrific and they might win the championship, but this isn't the last dance Chicago Bulls here, you know? Right. Even though Hertz might have that Jordan dog in him. Come on now. You can't just say he's done nothing and he's just a caretaker and every you know, Peter Schrager could coach the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm sorry to pick you out, Shregs. You know, I'm just using I just anybody from the GMFB. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, you can't in the same way say the Eagles aren't gonna win this game because they have been tested like the Chiefs, as everybody's gonna pound that drum next week. I'm telling you, you've heard a little bit of it this week. It's going to be pounded next week, certainly in the latter parts of next week, when we're really bored waiting for the game. You're going to hear members of the media saying, who did the Eagles beat? Who did they play compared to what the Chiefs just did? 
how to go through the crucible of young up-and-coming Trevor Lawrence and the don't-know-what-they-don't-know Jaguars. And then Joe Burrow and the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Eh, it doesn't compare to Daniel Jones, what they did to him, and then Brock Purdy slash Josh Johnson, and then Brock Purdy again. In the same way you say that, you can't just sit here and say, well, they're so damn talented, the coach can just roll out the footballs. They are that talented. And put it all together. How about this for the Philadelphia Eagles? They have become just the fourth team all time to appear in multiple Super Bowls in a six-year span with a different starting quarterback and head coach. Wow. It was Super Bowl 52 in which Nick Foles and Doug Peterson beat the Patriots. Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni are now showing up in Super Bowl 57. The last franchise to do it were the Patriots, who went to Super Bowl 31 with Bledsoe and Parcells, and then Super Bowl 36 with Brady and Belichick. That was Brady's first. And before that... The Raiders went from Super Bowl eleven with Ken Stabler and John Madden to Super Bowl fifteen with Jim Plunkett and Tom Flores. We got Plunkett in the Hall of Fame, please. And then Super Bowl three, Earl Morrill and Don Shula took the Colts against the Jets. And then in Super Bowl five, Johnny Unitas and Don McCafferty took the Colts to that Super Bowl. It's only happened three times before the Eagles just pulled this off. Now, did Peterson just roll the footballs out with Nick Foles and Carson Wentz? Of course not. So we're going to sit here and say that about Nick Sirianni? And I know that we've just opened a show thanks to a soundbite from, I'll say, a butthurt New York giant. But um, I think he is. I think he is giving voice to what a lot of people are thinking because we're going to hear the Eagles aren't going to win this game because they haven't been tested nearly as stringently as the Chiefs who played seven playoff teams in the regular season and then had to beat the Jaguars with Trevor Lawrence and Burrow and the Bengals. And the Eagles only played four playoff teams this year, two in their own division, you know? And then we just saw who they had to beat to make the Super Bowl. The Eagles are going to go into this team game. I don't know if they can wear the dog masks because they're really tearing teams apart and they're they they just eviscerated the trenches on the San Francisco 49ers and they have potentially the MVP of the league. But I've seen stranger situations like say Tom Brady go off to the Super Bowl in his umpteenth time telling all of Fitzes and Sully's. Sully's. What did he say that one time going off to the Super Bowl? Uh, everybody thinks, everybody we, thinks suck we suck. And that like, we're done. But that we was Brady. the narrative that year. Excuse me. Mm. Stop it. To you, it was the narrative that year. and, and That the, was the fall off the cliff year. I know. And everybody kept saying it and whatever, but really? Okay. The Eagles are going to go into next week as this year's They Don't Believe in Us team, and we'll see how that works out. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. What say you? We'll take your calls. Let's take the phone call next from Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk's finest. We'll see what he's got to say prior to another Super Bowl week. 
I, I think this has got to be his 20-some-off myself with pro football talk. We'll talk about that with him and all the coaching openings and all the news. 844-204-RICH, number to dial right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Mike Florio, when we come back. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The sleep number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Our longtime friend here on this program, certainly from our Peacock days, uh, where PFT Live is part of the Florio Flauta. Every now and then he'll finish up the day on Peacock, on NBC Sports on Peacock. Uh, his pro football talk is must-follow material on Twitter as well as the Internet Tubes. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show prior to yet another Super Bowl that he's covering, Mike Florio. How you doing, Mike? Doing great, Rich. How are you? What number of Super Bowls is this for you? You know, I don't know. The first <laughs> one was 43 didn't go to 55. Okay. That was during the pandemic. Yes. And 50 came home early because we were launching our morning show the yep. next day, and there was no way to do it at 3 a.m. local time in San Francisco. So I missed 50 and 54. So 43 until now, minus two, whatever that is. I I'm remember not good at math, and no 13. one told me there would be math today. I remember it was yeah, I know, I know. I remember it was you, Glazer Schefter, on the set of NFL Network at the Super Bowl between the the Steelers and the Cardinals. That I remember that one. Um, and uh, it was me, you, and Shefty way back when. That was right. That was like my first time at a big boy desk. <laughs> 
interacting with other human beings and trying to act like I knew what the hell I was talking about. Okay. I remember that vividly. And actually, sources close to me tell me that <laughs> my performance that day was one of the reasons that NBC wasn't completely freaked out about the possibility of putting me on the air. So thank you. Fourteen <laughs> years later. Oh, my gosh. Mike Florio here uh, on The Rich Eisen Show. Okay, so... Um, what do you got for me on Brady's decision to retire and how he might have kicked tires on other opportunities, but then decided, forget it. I'm done. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to shoot a video here in these dunes in South Florida and post it. Well, wasn't that long ago that he blew a gasket or at least pretended to on Jim Gray during the let's go podcast. I think it was just 11 days ago. And yeah. all Jim Gray said is, what's your timetable? And I, if I knew what I was going to effing do, I'd effing tell you, and blah, blah. He, all he asked is, what's your timetable? And the thing I'm most fascinated by through all of this, because the video created the impression that he rolled out of bed, walked out onto the pier, Costanza-style, contemplating you. the seagulls <laughs> with his chin on his folded hands, and decided, today's the day I'm going to retire. I'll post my video, and that's that. I've seen suggestions that the video was recorded at some point before Mm -hmm. it landed on Wednesday morning. And it makes me wonder, when? When did he decide? When did he record the video? When did this all get put in motion? Because he said all along he's not going to think about the future until after the season. Well, the season ended 18 days ago for Tom Brady. When between the loss to the Cowboys, and Wednesday that he decided that he wasn't going to play, and how much information, if any, did he get from other teams that may or may not be interested? Because in 2020, multiple teams rolled out the red carpet. Last year, he retired from the Buccaneers, not from the NFL, because he was going to go to Miami, and that plan to join forces with Sean Payton was derailed by the Brian Flores lawsuit, filed later the same day that Tom Brady, quote-unquote, retired. So... This time around, I just wonder, was he not getting the indication that there was going to be this land rush for his services? And also, he's got real family issues. He wants to stay close to the East Coast. He's got a kid in New York and two in Miami. So if you are going to seal off you know, a segment of the country, how many options do you really have? And I've seen the reporting that it was either Tampa Bay or no one. And where is Tampa Bay right now, really? Is there any belief that this team is going to be competitive next year with or without Tom Brady. So I think he just realized that it was time. And I wonder whether he's going to continue to feel that way. I think he believes it now, Mm -hmm. Rich. But we know what happened to Brett Favre. He believed it when he retired in 2008. And then as the season approached, things changed. And you can't rule out that a human being is going to change his mind. We all change our minds from time to time. So I think a lot of people are just going to kind of watch this one and see if he truly is committed to it and if he stays committed to it. Well, of all the quarterback scenarios that I thought were affected by it the most, obviously San Francisco um, is is one of them. And, and I, I just thought Miami um, now has the greatest emergency quarterback in the history of emergency quarterbacks sitting right in their area code, you know, if something does happen with Tua again. Um, but, but that said, it, part of it might have to with what does Brady do next? Are you hearing? Is he definitely going to Fox? Is he definitely? I mean, that's a heck of a contract. Uh, but Greg Olson has crushed it. He is really proven to be an A-list analyst worthy of the best games of whichever you know uh, package uh, his network has for him. What are you hearing about Brady's next moves, Mike? 
Well, and one thing that I'm watching very carefully, will he redo his contract with the Bucks before mm-hmm. March 15? As it stands, they're going to take a $35 million dead cap charge for 2023. They could do a deal with him where he would sign up for a one-year minimum salary, reduce the cap charge dramatically this year, officially retire, at least as far as the team is concerned, with the filing of the notice that he's on the reserve retired list after June 1, and really help out the Buccaneers. The problem for him is it puts him back under contract with the Buccaneers at a time when he'd otherwise be a free agent. And if he would have a change of heart, he'd have to deal with that. Now, I guess going in, if he's doing the Bucks a favor for cap reasons, yes. he'd want a commitment that if he wants to play, they'd cut him. But after the trade deadline, he has to pass through waivers. So the emergency quarterback for another team, it's free and clear if he just doesn't do anything, becomes a free agent, and the Bucks have to take that $35 million charge. But that's something to watch over the course of the next month and a half. With Fox, there's been suggestion in the past that he's going to take a year off, have a bridge year, focus on his family for now, etc., but, hey, you got $375 million that doesn't start being paid out until you start working. And the longer you stay out of that seat, Rich, the more entrenched Greg Olson is going to be. Right. They do have a problem here. And the easy part of the problem is move Greg Olson to the number two team. But, you know, think of what the reaction among the public is going to be. The same public that is embracing Olson and turning on Tony Romo. If you move Olson to the hmm. two team, he's a sympathetic figure. He's a broadcasting martyr. And what's going to happen? Everything Tom Brady says is going to be scrutinized. It's going to be hyper-analyzed for any type of criticism. So people can say, you guys made a mistake. Why is Tom Brady even at your network? It should be Greg Olson. So this is going to be a tough one for Fox to navigate because, you know, and they could say it's a good problem to have, but Olson ended up being dramatically better than anyone expected. It makes it very difficult to nudge him aside and drop Brady in fresh out of the gates. It puts a ton of pressure, I think, on Brady to be better than anyone expects from the moment he first starts speaking into a microphone. Mike Florio here on the Rich Eisen Show. What do you make of the Aaron Rodgers latest, you know, things that he said, reports that the Jets want to go all in on him? I don't know what the hell, what the hell that means. We're going to, you know, uh, to give him his own state farm? I have no idea what that means. <laughs> Well, what, 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 Step what one, you he's got to decide where he's going to play this year. Right. Step two, if he's going to play, is he playing for the Packers or someone else? Step three, if he's not playing for the Packers, who's he going to play for? Who's out there? The dots are connected to the Jets because that's where Nathaniel Hackett now is as the offensive coordinator. And I firmly believe, Rich, last year when the Broncos hired Nathaniel Hackett, they thought they were getting Aaron Rodgers. And I don't think it's a coincidence that on the same day Rodgers announced he was staying with the Packers, the Broncos pivoted to Russell Wilson. They'd say it's a coincidence. I'd say there are no coincidences. Wilson was plan B. Rodgers was plan A to partner up with Nathaniel Hackett. So the Jets become a team that is a very fascinating potential choice for Rodgers. Here's where it gets really complicated, though. What are the Packers going to want for Aaron Rodgers? Because if I'm the Jets, how much am I giving up for a guy that may only play one year? Am I giving up multiple first-round picks? For a guy that's going to play one year, they got a fourth-round pick for Brett Favre under relatively similar circumstances 15 years ago. And it would have upgraded potentially to a first-round pick, but they didn't satisfy the triggers for it to get there. But I don't know that the Packers, if they do move on from Rodgers and if he decides to leave, I don't know that they should be expecting 
the same haul they would have gotten a couple of years ago, or even as recently as a year ago. They're avoiding $60 million in fully guaranteed compensation, and they may be ready to move on to Jordan Love, who sat on the bench the exact number of years that Rodgers sat on the bench before the Packers initiated their plan to nudge Favre out of town. So one key factor, I think, in all of this, if there's a trade to be done, I think the Packers need to be very reasonable about what they expect to get in exchange for Rodgers' contract. Hmm. And so we're, th- that's a huge domino, one would say, to fall if he says, I'm staying um, or, or retires or gets traded. I mean, that, that, that is, with Brady retired, a huge piece of the quarterback carousel to spin. Uh, there's also Derek Carr, Mike Florio. And th- walk again, everybody through the, the time frame here and the pressure points. There's a huge pressure point coming not next week, but the week after, right after the Super Bowl. This, you know, new league year doesn't usually begin until middle of March, and that's the same thing this year. But th- this is going to have to play out almost right away as soon as the confetti gets picked up in Arizona. Walk me through the Derek Carr situation as it currently stands, please, if you don't mind. Before I do that, let me just add a quick P.S. Yes, to the Aaron Rodgers situation. Yes. I'm sure you've discussed this, but mm. I don't think Rodgers retires this year because the last thing he wants to be is His... bottom of the marquee special guest Aaron Rodgers on Tom Brady Hall of Fame weekend August of 2028. We discussed I guarantee this... you he doesn't want that. Yeah. That's the, the role that's been thrust onto J.J. Watt unfortunately, but I don't think anybody with that level of achievement wants to be second fiddle to Tom Brady and that's what Rodgers would be. So I think he keeps playing it for no reason other than that that's the reason. Now, as by, and by the way, just real quick before you get to Carr, uh, if I'm JJ Watt, uh, this is awesome, right? I mean, if I'm if I'm a goat defender, defensive pass rusher, why wouldn't you want to go in with Brady? Your family hangs with the Brady's. Brady and the families hang together. I mean, like that that would be. If you're a quarterback, though, who wears the same number, you know, that's a diff, uh, that's a different story. You know, like that. I, I can see the whole goat by association with Brady, but still, right. what would have been big letters, top of the stack, sure. it's his weekend. Yeah. And now it's Brady with special guest. I mean, anybody else is Robin <laughs> to Brady's Batman well, in 2028. Yeah, that's true. And, 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 I, and you know, I guess Rodgers would be the Joker if he decides nice. to retire, which makes me think he's just not. He's just not going to do it. He'll play another year. And I think he has $60 million I know. for one more year of football. How do you say no to that? Apart from any of the, the, the vanity-based, I don't want to be – you know, the, uh, the sidekick to Tom Brady on Hall of Fame weekend. But Carr, who, who doesn't have to worry about those issues, frankly, his, his uh, uh, catching a stray, but uh, his, his situation is very simple. He did a contract last year that results in $40.4 million in compensation this year and part of next year, fully guaranteed if he's on the roster on Wednesday, February 15, the third day of the waiver period. So... The only way the Raiders avoid owing him that money is to cut him before then. They could work out a trade, but the trade doesn't become official until the middle of March. And until then, you're running the risk of someone doing to Josh McDaniels what Josh McDaniels did to the Colts five years ago. In other words, waking up one day and saying, See you. Eh, you know what, we don't want to do it. And there's no consequence. If a team would work out a trade for Derek Carr before the money vests, then the guarantees kick in. The Raiders are on the hook. Oh, but we're going to trade him to whoever, and then whoever says, and the perfect irony would be if it was the Colts, whoever says, sorry, we're not going to do it. So that's a big part of the risk, assuming they can even work out a trade. And Rich, I don't think they're going to be able to work out a trade because 
Carr holds all the cards here. And he said last night he's not going to extend the deadline. Right. Right. They refused to let him work out his own deal. This clock is ticking toward February 15, Rich, and I think that at some point before then, Carr's going to make it clear to the Raiders he's not playing along. They either have to keep him and pay him or they have to cut him. Those are the two choices, and it's up to them. So if he's cut, and then can he sign with the team on the spot, right? I mean, does he have to wait for the new league year? It just becomes official at that point. His free agency period and the quarterback carousel on Derek Carr spins right away on February 15th, 16th. Is that what works? He gets a one-month head start. Wow. Think about that. Why wouldn't the you want that? In that? Why wouldn't you want you, that? You, of course. That's why you yeah, say cut well, me. I'm well, not extending. I saw someone suggest that, that it's it looks better for him if he's traded than if he's cut. Like Why? he saves face if he's traded. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you how, how how petty can you be that you're going to cut off your nose to spite your face? His best play is to get cut. I, and look at it this way, Rich. Let's say there's a team out there that would take on the forty point four million, which really, when you consider the salary cap in the quarterback market, that's not like some completely ridiculous amount over all of this year. Like thirty two million in change this year and eight million next year. That's not well, we can't do it because that's what quarterbacks make now. But if there's a team that's willing to do it and willing to give the Raiders real value in exchange for Carr, Carr's going to get more than that amount if he's on the open market because it's a sliding scale. It's a balance when you trade for somebody. How much do we have to pay and how much do we have to give up? And the less we have to give up by way of draft pick compensation, the more we're able to pay. The more we have to pay, the less we want to give up. So if you have to give up nothing to get the guy, and you're already willing to guarantee $40.4 million, you put him on the open market, and he works multiple different teams, he's presumably going to do better than $40.4 million. So if there is you know, any type of a bad look that comes from him being cut, his agent should be able to work the, the channels here and end up with an outcome where people say, oh, hey, he did even better than he was supposed to do. So there's no reason under the sun for Derek Carr to do anything other then say, pay me or cut me. Those are your options. I'm not agreeing to waive my no-trade clause. You want me out, I want out, I'm taking charge of this process. And I think he's eventually going to do it. We're just kind of creeping up to that point. Cutting him, does that leave dead cap for the Raiders as opposed to just clearing his salary off their books of the trade? I mean, why wouldn't he do that too, right? On top of it, I'd imagine, if that is the case. Just create a, well, a footprint. In I'd there. have to look and see what the cap hit is. It's nothing right. that's crippling okay. for the Raiders. They Got didn't it. give them a huge signing bonus last year. That's the issue. The signing bonus would accelerate. They're not worried about dead cap money. With Mark Davis, who is not one of the cash-rich owners, the issue is committing $40 million plus to a guy that you're done with. And, you know, the, the, the biggest clue that they're going to cut him if they don't have a clear trade deal that they can trust in place by February 15, is when they benched him with two games left. They yeah. weren't mathematically eliminated. The goal then was to ensure he doesn't have an injury that prevents him from passing a physical before February 15, because that money is injury guaranteed for now. If he would have gotten injured the final two weeks of the regular season, they can't cut him before February 15 without owing him that money. Mike Flory here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, been a couple of weeks since the Bengals bounced the Ravens. Uh, you know, Tyler Huntley, by the way, looked really good uh, in the Pro Bowl games um, quarterback accuracy challenge. Um, that said, it's Lamar's gig, unless it's not. It's been two weeks since the Ravens held their press conference to end the season and, you know, it makes complete sense that they're saying nothing. They don't have to. We'll see him at the Combine at the end of the month, beginning of March. What 
did happen, best you could tell, and what is happening with Lamar and the Ravens? Mike Florio. Rich, ESPN reported at the start of the regular season that Lamar Jackson had been offered $133 million fully guaranteed by the Ravens. That's the biggest detail that's come out from whatever it was that the Ravens put on the table. And a couple of weeks ago, Ryan Clark reiterated that same report, I think without even realizing that it was already out there from Chris Mortensen from week one. $133 million, fully guaranteed, and you can compare that to Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson and say only $133 million. Oh, my God, now we know why Lamar Jackson said no. And the point I've been trying to get people to understand, until you have the full deal, you don't know how much as a practical matter is guaranteed when the contract is signed. And there's a, a very common device in big money contracts that we'll see. You've got the amount that's fully guaranteed at signing. Let's say it's 133 in Lamar Jackson's case. Then you've got an amount that is injury guaranteed but becomes fully guaranteed right after year one, just like the Derek Carr $40.4 million. It's not fully guaranteed at signing, but right after the first year, it is fully guaranteed. And they ain't going to cut Lamar Jackson after guaranteeing him $133 million and only one year of football. So that amount that vests the next year is highly relevant to understanding what really was on the table. And we've never seen what really was on the table for Lamar Jackson. The Ravens won't breathe a word of it, and Jackson slash the NFLPA have been selective in what they've leaked. I think if we saw the full deal, we would probably, if we did a poll, we'd probably have 75% or more who think that Lamar Jackson should have taken it. The question now is, what gets put back on the table? Do they use the non-exclusive franchise tag to let him go out and try to get that five-year fully guaranteed contract that he has wanted ever since Deshaun Watson got his? And would the Ravens match it or just take two first-round draft picks as compensation? But that's the next big deadline here. What will the Ravens do if they don't work out a long-term deal, and I don't think they will, what will they do with the franchise tag? Non-exclusive and let him go look elsewhere or exclusive for about $13 million more in 2023 and continue to hold his rights he can't talk to anybody else he plays for them or he plays for no one so that's how it's going to play out over the course of the next month or so unless you listen to the whispers that scream at you there is no table they're done with him they're done with him he's done with them that's what was going on behind the scenes in the last month of the season anything well, what do you think? well and, and that's not a surprise but you know it it, it conflicts with what was said two weeks ago not no doubt Conflicts with everything that's been said publicly. It's been it conflicts with everything. Right, that's true. Right, Eric DeCosta, the GM of the team, had a great comment during that press conference. He said that we love. Well, well, first he said there's two different people we're dealing with: Lamar the player and Lamar the agent. We love Lamar the player, and he never commented on Lamar the agent, and nobody asked him about his feelings on Lamar (laughs) the agent. But Lamar the agent's been the problem here. And he's getting help from his mother, and the NFLPA is involved, and there was a grievance filed for collusion because other teams aren't giving quarterbacks five-year fully guaranteed contracts. And as time goes by, we're seeing that the Sean Watson deal was an outlier. And one of the benefits an agent would have for Lamar Jackson, the agent could explain to him, here's how the Sean Watson got his five-year fully guaranteed contract. He told the Texans, I'm never playing for you again. Trade me. They blinked and said, okay, we'll trade you. Then they set up this competition where four different teams were all trying to get Lamar Jackson, or Deshaun Watson, excuse me. And then along the way, the first team out, the Browns, had alienated their 
in-house quarterback Baker Mayfield, so they got desperate. They swung back around, and they made this huge offer, five years fully guaranteed. You've got to do a lot of things to engineer that outcome. You don't just sit back and wait for it. And that's one of the big flaws in not having an agent. It's more than just sending emails to the general manager back and forth until you get a giant contract and you get 1%, 2 3% of it as your fee. It's setting up a strategy, working through difficult situations, and coming up with a way to get that thing that the client wants, or reliably come to a conclusion that that thing the client wants isn't available, so you've got to take your next best option, whatever it may be. And, and not having an agent, I think, has really been the, the wrench in the gears here between the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. you got to pick for Super Bowl 57? Before I let you go? We make our official pick next week, okay, so brother. I'm delaying it as long as I can. Yes, well, you should, because who knows? I, it, who the it, hell knows? It, who knows? It's hard, it's hard to, I mean, the chief, the, when you see what Patrick Mahomes did on Sunday mm-hmm. with, with the, the ankle injury and the determination, there's just, he, he, he knows, look, he's chasing Brady seven. Yes. You get one of these opportunities, he had an opportunity two years ago when Brady was at six and he was at one. Yep. He could cut it from six versus one to six versus two. Now the spread's even bigger. It's seven versus one. You get in the Super Bowl, you got to get that ring because you don't know when the next chance is going to come. And so if you want to end up with, you know, three, four, five, six, you, you, you've got to seize this opportunity now. But the Eagles seem as determined and talented as any opponent the Chiefs could have faced. So hopefully it's going to be a great close game and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll just see. But I, but I hope it doesn't end because – you know, of a fluke injury early like the 49ers equals game. I mean, I want everybody to be as healthy as possible, and I want to see both teams have a fair shot at this thing and not have the game marred by anything other than best on best, and let's see who wins. Right back at you, Mike. I feel the same way, and thanks for a great uh, playing season calling into the show. Now comes the real stuff, too. Uh, look for more of my phone calls. I'll see you in Arizona. All right, anytime, pal. Take care. Same to you. That's Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk. Check him out. Follow him. Get his book. Get all of it. You can listen to the Super Bowl in the NFL app on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com via Westwood One station streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports sponsored by AutoZone. We're back. A little bit more on Derek Carr. What he had to say yesterday, what he did yesterday, really stuck with me. We'll hit on that. What you're going to get in Derek Carr, if you get him, if he wants to be gotten, that's coming up. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat, where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. 
Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, NetSuite wants to know your numbers or have you know your numbers through their service because NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. And you see everything right there in front of you, all you need to grow, all in one place. If you're using outdated finance software and spreadsheets, you're relying on them, you've got poor visibility. To see the full picture, upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle Financials inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more full visibility and control of all of them. Over 32,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And for the new year, NetSuite is a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio. Head to NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio. Derek Carr, I think if you ask anybody, will say, Excellent quarterback, but he's hit his ceiling. That there's, you've gotten what you can get out of him, which is playoff seasons, sure. You know, one year, uh, an MVP type season cut short by an injury. But maybe that's a Raider thing. Maybe it's a, it's a their problem, not a, not a his problem. Now, I was there on the night he threw his last pass as a, a Raider. I called it. It was a freezing night. Can't forget it. Pittsburgh, Christmas Eve night. His team blew another lead on the season. And he threw multiple interceptions, including his last pass as a Raider. Picked off. The Raiders were done with him. They said, uh, we need to see what we have in Jared Jared Stidham, even though uh, the coach brought him to Vegas and had him in meeting rooms. And actually, if I'm not mistaken, didn't Stidham play a couple games and then Brady had to go back in? Because uh, he, he was... Threw a pick six. Like, it was a blowout. Against out. the Jets. Stidham came in, yeah. immediately threw a pick six, and Brady came back but, in. But, you know, again, in the same way yeah. that, that, that it's unfair to say Derek Carr's reached his pinnacle, that where um, he's done all he can do, or he's not the guy that can take your team to a Super Bowl and win it, because he had chances to do it in Oakland and then in Vegas and then never did it. You know, you can't say that Stidham's already shown you all that he's got. So, be that as it may, he's done in Vegas. And the team is like, again, has an opportunity to trade him, but they have to do it before the 15th of this month. A couple of days after the Super Bowl. That's it. And so Derek Carr said yesterday he's not going to extend that deadline. And good for him. That means the team's going to have to either pay him or cut him. Or keep him. They're not keeping him. He knows it. Everybody knows it. The league knows it. So why trade for him? He's expensive. And it's definitely for him absolutely put a monster chip on his shoulder. This is something a very prideful guy who has been a terrific leader in this locker room for this team for so many different moments where his ability to lead and also be passionate and where his passions on his sleeve, his emotions on his sleeve were exactly what the moment called for, for, for Vegas. 
and prior to that, Oakland. But I think you know what I'm referring to, the Gruden stuff, the Henry Ruggs, everything. So yesterday when he showed up at the Pro Bowl games in Vegas, an invitation he got just this week because a ton of others were injured or didn't show or didn't want to show. And he showed in Vegas, tough spot. My gosh. Ryan Clark of ESPN went up to him after he balled out on the skills challenge and had this exchange. You've thrown touchdown passes in Vegas before. You've been on fire. Have you ever been that hot in Las Vegas? Not that hot. Uh, That's probably why I'm going somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a funny line, but if you see the video, um, he kind of like stares at him. Yeah. He gives like, like he gives a, like a look of like, like smile and then he, the smile goes and then he, and then right he's like oh, that's he's a like, joke you know let the smile be my umbrella yeah but uh, yeah I could still do it somebody a Raider fan saw that exchange and also saw him perform tweeted out uh, to David Carr is there an avenue whereby the Raiders realize what a massive mistake this is apologize to him publicly and try to run it back next season seems like a long shot but worth asking gonna miss this guy crying emoji David Carr wrote back one word no (laughs) (laughs) there is no such avenue Derek's done with them so if you want Derek Carr you might be getting the quarterback with the largest chip on his shoulder in the quarter and the quarterback carousel of 2023. Just something to keep in mind here. It's what I got from last night's performance. Hour two coming up with D'Amico Rhines of the Texans. And I thought again, <clears throat> when we were at the Super Bowl for Super Bowl 40 in Detroit, Steve Mariucci had just been fired and the network called him up to say, do you want to come work? the Super Bowl. And Mooch would tell you, he was just sitting at home, staring in space, didn't want to go out, didn't want to go anywhere, just been fired. So I'm going to show up at a major NFL event in the town and just go on TV and act like this didn't happen. Right. It was really tough for him, but he did it, and look what happened. And that's what I thought. Derek Carr, hey, Derek, Pro Bowl's in Vegas. You get to come because, you know, Josh Allen is not pl- is not doing it, and Burrow's not doing it, and Mahomes just made the Super Bowl, you know, and Trevor Lawrence already said yes, and Herbert's gotten surgery, and you don't have a team, but you're in town. You want to <laughs> be part of this thing? We got Tyler Huntley. You want to drive 15 minutes and come down to the stadium? You want to do it for the AFC? You want to do it? <laughs> You want to come on down and show up and be in front of everybody knowing that you are not going to play here anymore because the team decided to go in a different direction and send you home? That can't be easy, man. (laughs) At all. And he showed up. Has been through worse. And you could know it's on his mind. So have you ever been this hot in Vegas? Yeah, not probably not. That's why I'm uh, not going to be here. Locked. Ooh, that's part of what you're going to get if you get Derek Carr. Just keep that in mind.